0: You're listening to Ice town Clowns, a podcast reviewing every episode of Parks and Recreation. I'm Katie. I'm Jacob.
1: I don't have a joke today. I'm sorry. I'm Kirk. That's the joke. That's
2: that's it. That's the tweet. Are, are you yeah. not our coordinator of DC operations?
1: <laughs> what the fuck does that mean? <laughs>
2: We'll get to it.
0: <laughs> All right. So this week we're reviewing season five, episode four, Sex Education. This episode originally aired October 18th, 2012. It was written by Craig Zisk. No, it was directed by Craig Zisk. And it was written by Alan Yang. And the summary is Leslie... Yang gets- Gang. Yang Gang. Yang <laughs> Gang. If that Alan Yang were running for president, I would be really on board. Anyway, Leslie gets in trouble with her initiative to teach safe sex to senior citizens. Ron tries to help Tom overcome his addiction to social media, and Ben and April suspect that the candidate they work for is a robot. I'm glad I just read that summary because I watched this episode so long ago that I just realized I do not remember it at all.
1: For some reason, when we tried to record last week, I couldn't get my mac to send audio out to my headphones so there was no way for me to do the podcast sorry about that
0: <laughs> no that's fine but i did not even like review these notes before we started talking so who knows oh Neither did i why <laughs> okay. why would
1: we ever 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 prepare be organized like that yeah. everybody s- everybody chill the fuck out i got this one
0: <laughs> i was that is never
1: about- the case <laughs>
0: When we started, and I would, like, spend time looking up the episode on Wikipedia to, like, find trivia and stats about it. I was like, you don't oh, still do that? I, I don't, believe it or not.
1: Maybe we should just make up trivia and stats for the episodes <laughs> as we go on.
0: This is the most watched episode of Parks and Recreation ever. Um. Okay, so, Tom, wait. I do, like... This part of the courtroom scene because I'm going to say spot on accurate. (laughs) Like that is how most witnesses are on the stand. Quite frankly.
1: They whine that much.
0: Yes. (laughs) Um, Although I don't think that you're often prosecuted in traffic court unless it's a jailable traffic offense. And it doesn't really sound like Tom committed a jailable traffic offense. So there wouldn't really be like a prosecutor and you wouldn't take the witness stand. You just like stand there and talk and then the cop stands there and talks and then the judge does whatever the cop says. And that's what traffic court actually. Uh,
1: Katie, that fire hydrant had a family.
0: (laughs) I I,
2: I, I mean, I do think Tom should be significantly more se- severely punished than he is I-, I I know this is gonna be an unpopular take but you know it is, it
1: is. like texting and driving is pre- treated
2: pretty lightly here and uh, eh, eh, I'm not so like, sure about
1: very it. egregious texting and driving right this isn't this isn't a small incident here like
2: repeated yeah. offender like yeah I I I, I know how Go ahead, Katie.
0: I'm just gonna say I think it's best that I remain silent on several le- levels. One, to not implicate myself, and two, <laughs> no one needs my criminal justice reform. Also, needs to extend to traffic court rant here in this first three minutes of the podcast. Uh,
1: yeah, but you, you, you know, it is wildly irresponsible to to text and drive. It is. It should, no it one should be severely should punished because you know this is literally an easy way to get people killed.
0: Texting and driving is bad, and no one should do it. I will agree. That is where the end of my... That's where my opinion ends, but I will wholeheartedly agree with that.
1: That's why we should execute people who do it, (laughs) is what Katie just texted me, and I don't know why she won't say that on the air. (laughs) Because I personally don't believe in the death penalty, but Katie is such a strong advocate for it that I'm going to have to reconsider my position.
2: Uh, I do want to get into this Unbreakable joke aged weirdly. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. We lived in a simpler time in 2012. Hashtag Y two sequels would I guess be now? Yeah, uh,
2: uh, one of Sequel which... Sequel and a half? Yeah, neither of which were... Eh, I don't know. I
1: never Let's, saw either of them, actually. And Unbreakable is by far my favorite M. Night Shyamalan... Uh, movie. Shyamalan.
0: Shaman.
1: I couldn't remember exactly how to pronounce it. Yeah, that guy. It's it's my favorite movie he made. It was Unbreakable. Really, so. man.
0: I love that one where all the people lived in the, the village. That's what it was called. <laughs> I was gonna get there.
2: <laughs> I like the first eighty-five percent of Signs.
0: Yeah. Also, that agreed. Totally agreed. Yeah, Signs when it's a
1: a Hitchcockian thriller with aliens. Right. And like the the, the one shot of like the alien hand like coming under the door and shaking the door. Yeah Is amazing. Uh, Yeah, the last seven minutes.
0: Right, that's yeah.
1: A a fever dream that occurs as the humans are slowly dying. Yeah, I I I stand by
0: my position. Um, All right. Okay. So Anne comes back in a cowboy outfit. Because she went to a dude ranch. And, like, I realize at the end of the episode, we basically get to the point that I've been ranting about for five seasons. But, like, come on, Anne. Like, they just really, I don't know. She leans into it hard, I guess. It's just, like, so on the
1: nose. Yeah. uh, Where's there a dude ranch in outside of Pawnee, Indiana. Like I
0: bet there's... Well, uh, we don't know that she stayed in Indiana, do we? Like, it's not that far, probably. But
1: they're, they're there at the end, aren't they? Are they? What? Don't... Don't... Isn't there some scene that... No, she goes to and from a lot. That's it, yeah. I'm sorry, I'm... My mind is mixing in another show that I watched that included a scene of people riding a horse.
0: Sure, 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 sure. Dead Deadwood? No. <laughs> uh. So. Glow, ter-
1: if you have to know. <laughs>
2: oh, okay.
0: <laughs> it turns out that there are rampant STDs in the Pawnee nursing home, um, which is a real problem. No, this is real. Yeah. Um. So they. Who caught co- my note? I didn't write down who says this, but they sex avengers.
2: That's Leslie. Leslie <laughs> refers to the group as the sex adventurers after she declares that they're going to ask Anne their grossest questions they oh, can think time. of as old
1: people. Right. <laughs> it's amazing what an old guy can do with a little bit of charm and a lot of crabs.
0: <laughs> um. Yeah. I. Okay. <laughs> I mean, it's a real problem, but I don't know.
2: We. Yeah. The, quest- the questions reveal a lot about the askers, too. As <laughs> usually happens in these instances.
0: Yes. Yeah. Uh, so, Tom, we forgot to mention, the punishment that the judge imposes on him is a week without his devices. Um, is that a legal punishment? No.
1: <laughs> How would I, you nah. enforce it? This is like, cruel. I, I, this is cruel and unusual punishment. So, and I'm not sure I agree with that. Because, like, when I was in China last or two months ago, we didn't have no social media devices, but because of the lockdown in China and the danger of having malware like put onto your device, even if it's in China and not being used actively, like I had to carry a burner phone, which didn't have almost any of my accounts on it. And I couldn't like check Twitter or Facebook constantly, and I actually found it kind of relieving. <laughs>
0: Oh yeah. No, there's I mean, this episode brings up the question of, you know, we all should take a large step away from our technology addiction. But I'm with Jacob. It would be quite the punishment for me, as anyone who no, knows no, no. me will tell you.
2: No, I I don't mean it's cruel and unusual in turn like it's just unusual. It's not really that cruel. Tom should have like, I understand all the problems of losing your license. Tom should lose his license for a period of time here if he's going to continue to do this. Oh, my God. He should
0: We're going to have a separate off-this-podcast conversation about you guys' draconian feelings about traffic penalties. No,
1: but. no, I, I am with you here, Katie. Like, Jacob, if there's a way for people to lose their license without like losing their livelihood and then their home and maybe their kids i get it Uh, yeah 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 yeah
0: yeah yeah, yeah.
1: (laughs) but if you're gonna keep texting
2: and driving you can't drive
0: well all right well separate separate discussion but i hear you it is unusual and very unenforceable um as Uh. a penalty (laughs) Look, I
2: will say I do relate to Tom. I don't know how to get anywhere without my GPS either. That is definitely a thing I do while driving. Is is use the you know the Google to, Maps
0: to and from work?
2: Uh, no, not to and from work. But if I have to go literally any, if if, if even places I go frequently, if I have to go to them. From any sort of different du- destination than I normally begin from. And, like, I'm just lost.
1: I have the worst sense of direction ever.
0: Oh, that I believe.
2: Um. <laughs> Thank you, Katie.
1: <laughs> I'd like to come to Jacob's defense. Okay. I, mean, I don't have one but i was gonna Uh, come to his oh well
0: i mean it was a nice thought i like yeah
1: i would like to do that but i'm sorry jacob
0: uh i do like tom's real life pinterest board (laughs) yeah i long i left pinterest long 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 ago but
1: i was never allowed in because i'm a guy
0: no guys carter very into pinterest actually that actually (laughs) is deeply
1: unsurprising that fits so well, actually. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, no, I think I, I think it. They finally tapped into like the mail market. I don't really know because it stressed me out too much. But
1: um, I, 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 I only know Pinterest as the site where if I Google for a picture of something, right, and it goes to Pinterest, and I try to click on it, it tells me I have to log in. Yes, and I don't have a login, so I close the tab.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that same, same for me now. Uh,
1: I think we're going to have some feelings about the next scene.
0: <laughs> okay, take it All away. All right, let's
1: let's start. 600 Pennsylvania Avenue. Okay, that's what it says on the outside of their building for the establishing shot. So either either this campaign is based in a Federal Trade Commission building if it's 600 Pennsylvania Avenue Northwest or it's a post office if it's 600 Pennsylvania Avenue Southeast. Either way, it's not legal.
0: <laughs> um, so the congressman that I guess Adam's bed works for um, comes to their DC op- This just None of this makes any goddamn none sense. Of this, <laughs> none <laughs> okay. of this is
1: real. The, none of this is real. There's not an army of people working for <laughs> each congressman running their campaign remotely from DC like it's some sort of drone Over another country. That's not how this works. Like also like coordinating director DC operations, DC operations for a candidate for Congress is driving them to and from meetings and buying them a drink while they're talking to people at a uh, fundraiser. That is not.
0: No, what is this
2: guys? This is literally more people in DC on the campaign side than probably Elizabeth Warren or Bernie Sanders or any of the senators running for president have. Like their their campaign operations may have people based out of headquarters, but headquarters is not DC for for anyone, unless you are the president of the United States, and even then sometimes not.
1: Like if you – yeah, like what it looks like they have in this office is some sort of regional pod for the NRCC or the DCCC, only all of them working for
2: one candidate. That is a good point.
1: This is literally almost as many
2: people as the entire congressional campaign apparatus for the Democratic Party probably has in D.C. Yeah.
0: Also, uh, Ben also, is meeting this person for the first time. Yes.
1: Uh, so many questions about that. Also, what the hell is the congressman wearing on his jacket? <laughs> Members of Congress wear their member pins, not flag pins. Also, who the hell put him in a Gordon Gecko shirt? People love people in banker shirts. <laughs>
2: is that enjoy- what that's called?
1: Yeah, uh a shirt where the collar is white and the and the rest of the shirt is either yeah. a normal like dress yeah. shirt pattern or solid. That's a banker's shirt. He probably has French cuffs with that. I I don't even know what that means. All I know is
2: Gordon Gecko wore those.
0: French cuffs are where you have to use cufflinks, not
1: yeah. buttons. French cuffs are what will be on the sleeves of the tuxedo you're wearing. I was gonna say to Car-
0: you have no idea how much fashion discussion has gone into your wedding already. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Yeah, we'll see.
0: Um, I do like April. We're still gonna assassinate him, right?
2: Uh, <laughs> yeah, jokes. Jokes we really don't make.
0: No, and, you wouldn't make it now. No.
2: Yeah, well, I ever, really wouldn't have made ever. it twenty twelve. This was two yeah. years after Cavi Giffords. Okay. Right, sure. We weren't. We weren't making these
1: jokes.
0: Well, we were somewhere, I guess.
1: <laughs> still, shouldn't be making these jokes, and um. What is this strategy session that they're going to have with all the people in the DC office? I don't
0: know. Probably to discuss why they're paying 25 people to be in an office in DC and not on the ground. Also,
1: if Ben is the coordinating director of DC operations, that implies that there is a separate non-coordinating director of DC operations or even multiple directors of DC operations, whom Ben is is coordinating. I, is that the is that the intern guy he was harassing two weeks ago?
2: Like, listeners, most congressional
1: campaigns have like.
2: Four or five people on central staff in total, and then there might be more people, field organizers, who are organizing specific parts of the district for the candidate. That would not be uncommon to have eight or nine. But the entire campaign of a congressional campaign is normally somewhere between 13 and 18 people for Uh, a large
0: congressional campaign. In the state where the campaign is happening. I am saying, D.C.,
1: state, all of it. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Yeah. So, yeah, when I was running the Takano campaign in 2012, we had me, a deputy chief of staff, a field director, a finance director, a finance assistant, and a call time uh, staffer in California, and one finance person out in D.C. who we basically just talked to on the phone and then, of course, there were ancillary people. There were consultants, but they didn't work in our office. And the only times you'd see us in suits and ties would be if we're going to a formal event, to a fundraiser, or a debate. Like, this is nothing, nothing like any campaign that has ever actually existed in the real world No, I'm aware of. I, I
2: think I ran a congressional campaign where I wore a suit one day on the entire campaign.
0: That that
1: feels right. Okay. See, see if you if you'd worn the suit three or four times, you could have won by a nineteen point margin, like I did. Oh. Okay. Okay. Well, instead, we'll, instead we'll, of flipping an incredibly difficult or holding an incredibly <laughs> difficult to hold uh, house seat. Yeah, we'll talk about it was trending against us like you did, which is objectively more impressive. But we'll talk
2: about which districts Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump did well in in another
1: podcast.
0: All right. So, back to Pawnee.
1: No, no, no. We're three
0: minutes into the episode, but
1: I want to dive a little bit deeper into this into this topic.
0: <laughs> Don't worry. We go back and visit them several times throughout the course of the episode. Uh, Can everybody hear me okay? No. <laughs> so Leslie goes to talk to the old people about sex. <laughs> and Andy is very grossed out because he didn't think it was actually happening. He just thought it was something they were talking about.
1: All these old people are doing it?
0: (laughs) My next note is, what if the banana is soft and mushy? This episode (laughs) is a lot. (laughs) And Uh,
1: and dog legs. I I liked uh, when Leslie asked people, you know, what the risks are of sex. The answer is heart attack, broken hip, someone dies on top of you. (laughs) Someone dying on top of you. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, and 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 the very sweet little old lady who's like i have two partners often at the same time donna's face there is
2: amazing
0: (laughs) yep
1: (laughs) she gives a great performance
2: alike both surprised but admiring (laughs) yes
0: um (laughs) tom is watching jerry use his computer <laughs> Jerry goes to Alta Vista and says please go to Yahoo yeah.
1: <laughs> so there is a, there's a this is a real thing right like in large parts of the world billboards for internet services don't include the URL they tell you what to Google to find it mm, um, yeah. partly because in other parts of the world like the web domains are a little bit more complicated than they are in the United States Yep. but um there's also <laughs> a great there are great twitter feeds that are literally just screenshots that people take of their parents googling websites to try to get them uh and and, and or using the twitter like input box oh, as yes. a search field thinking that it's google yeah <clears throat> no yeah, that's not- I, I, I i i would i would expect very few of our listeners but very many people in the world Go to google every day and type in gmail into the google search box
0: and then click the link i mean have i done it sure but i
2: i i can kind of figure out how to get to ngp without it but
1: the bookmark changed so there was a while i was googling ngp if that company would stop changing its name all the time it would really help yeah this is a deep dive no one knows what we're talking about (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> hey, I've been out I've been out canvassing the last couple of week or last weekend and I'm gonna go this weekend and I I'm, I'm using minivan. Love the NGP. Yeah, everybody should use minivan when
2: they go canvassing. Everybody should be canvassing. Go vote in Virginia. Wow. If you live yes. in Virginia.
0: That was a real yes. deep dive. Um so Chris shows up at this event to stop it because of the Marsha and Marshall, I don't remember their last name, but they're the
1: Langman. Langman.
0: Langman. The family values focus on the family standards. Um yes. they're they're special. Don, Donna was going to
2: explain a pineapple.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to know exactly where that was going.
2: Right. <laughs> Uh, Yeah, and then we get the Langmans, who are definitely not based on any real-world examples.
0: No. Definitely not. Uh, I'm
1: not touching this one. (laughs) I wouldn't touch either of them. Fortunately, she's not in Congress anymore. (laughs) There Um, you
2: you go. There
1: you go. Uh, Uh, Google it. Google it, guys. (laughs) Pretty soon we'll have babies and thongs. Is that what you want, Leslie? Yes, that is what I want.
0: <laughs> um, all right. We so, can... uh,
1: yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Uh, we, we jumped over uh, Ron and Tom con- uh, conversation where Ron says that he should take Tom out to his cabin because it doesn't have internet or electricity. Does Ron have a second cabin? Because the cabin yeah, the one... <laughs> we've been to before had electricity.
0: You raise an excellent point. I think that Ron's cabin is much like the size of Pawnee. <laughs> it, it accommodates whatever it needs to... It's kind of like the room of requirement, right? It It, it, it <laughs> is what it needs to be. Battery as a generator.
1: I am just saying that <sighs> I think Ron is the kind of guy who has... Degrees of cabin based upon how rustic he is feeling on a given <laughs> weekend.
0: Also something I would fully believe. <laughs> uh, I So t- they go out to this cabin and Tom starts just like telling Ron about all of his online behavior to get it all out of his system, um, yeah. which one hits a little close to home for me. But also he describes... Podcast, and it turns out Tom has a podcast called Nacho Average Podcast. And I really feel like we dropped the ball in our podcast name by not alluding to this. And so I'm really sorry, everyone. We went Come with over. a slightly less deep cut.
1: I think that our season break episode in a year and a half when we get to it, <laughs> so we'll forget that by then, should be us reviewing. Nachos from different places. Oh hell time.
0: yes. <laughs>
1: this is gonna be a great episode for me. Well, you can you can do the review of Taco Bell nachos, right? They have those out there. Okay. Like hey, I... I'm
2: not even gonna get started with you in your coastal <laughs> elitism.
1: I know. Actually there's a there's a large Latino population in Iowa and very good Mexican food. I understand.
0: Uh, oh, uh, now I want uh, Mexican food for uh, lunch. bunch. <laughs>
2: There, I don't. There's...
1: I don't actually think that I'm from Texas. I think all states. And I'm I was saying, if you're from Texas, Mexican yeah, <laughs> you're not
0: allowed to have a different opinion.
1: <laughs> I was. I was just being nice to Jacob and giving him some cover with his employers.
2: There's Mexican food in Iowa. I will leave other people to rate its quality.
0: <laughs> so the uh, language we're gonna. We lost like half our listeners just now, but. Um...
2: No, this is what our people are here for. <laughs>
0: The Langmans go on Purd happily. Um, yes.
1: 85. 85- 100% of Pawneans are Purdverts. That's what I call people who are fans of my show.
0: I mean, just some quality Purd. Like, this might be the best Perd episode we've had to date. Like,
2: oh, I absolutely. I, it yeah. Absolutely. This is really when they find Perd's voice yeah. fully. Yeah
1: heard we strongly believe in teaching and practicing abstinence
0: (laughs) 85% of potty support supports abstinence only education
1: yeah something
0: (laughs) i i believe um and ann and leslie have a fight about whether or not leslie should try to change the law i feel like leslie after she got elected has very quickly sort of morphed into someone that she never was before
1: yeah that never yeah. happens but at the same time it's 85 <laughs> percent that, that that is a scary number for any politician no matter how strong your convictions so I, I i get it leslie is definitely i think a little overwhelmed with the job that she's taken on and scared of losing it and that's When elected officials are at their worst is when they're scared of losing their job. (laughs) So they try to just please everyone and end up pleasing no one. right? I think a much better strategy is just be yourself and win or lose that way. Because you already won once being yourself. It'll probably work out fine the next time too. But yeah, I think she'll figure it out. I Probably.
0: Um, So we go back to D.C., where April has become very convinced that the candidate is a robot. And, oh. I
2: actually really like this
0: plot I line. love this plot line. Like, as unrealistic as the whole campaign thing is, this tiny little sliver, I think, is so good. Right. So the congressman
1: just sits in his office. First of all, why does the candidate have an office? The second. <laughs> great, great question. Sits in his office, staring into the middle distance, as though he doesn't have a thought or care in the world. So Ben is working for a Republican. <laughs> he, like, also he now doesn't have the Gordon Gecko shirt, and right. uh, well, I think it's been. A, I think it's a different day. Like they don't convey that very well, but at least a day has passed in Pawnee, and yeah, I think it's been a day. I so, think they try to actually say that at some point, but so it's, apparent, it's not well done.
2: So apparently we don't do call time on this campaign. I will tell yes. you any any <laughs> any campaign Kirk and I would have ever run. There's a room for the candidate. But there's a very eager, positive, uplifting 23-year-old with a cell phone in that room. Yes. And the candidate
1: hates it. And, and there might be a bowl of candy, but you only get candy if you make a call. <laughs> yeah. or, whi- no. or, or, or whiskey.
2: Who knows? Different motivating factors for different candidates.
1: Those are going to be some interesting fundraising calls towards the end of a session where you're letting the candidate have whiskey.
2: You know what? They're loose. They're having fun. They're not as scared to go in the room.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I may have described on this show before my idea for a product that I would sell to political campaigns, which is called the call time box. It's like a phone booth, but the, the walls slowly close in when the candidate is not on the phone. And when he picks up the phone or she picks up the phone, the walls snap back out to where they're supposed to be. And if they get a donation, there's a little slot that a piece of candy comes through. Stick the candidate in there for about eight hours a day.
0: I really enjoy when Ben Wyatt starts to buy into the robot thing. <laughs> Why would yeah. a robot need to consume organic matter? <laughs> <laughs> He's... Come on,
2: we've all seen the Matrix.
0: Yeah, yeah. I would take very little convincing. I'm always ready to jump into the conspiracy theory.
1: Oh. (laughs) Have you you listened to the conspiracy theory podcast by Pod Save America? No. State of Conspiracy. Yeah, it's uh, on their Crooked Minis.
0: Oh. Mm, I should check it out.
1: Yep. So the Langmans have a pamphlet they want Leslie to read from called So You Think You Know More Than God. (laughs)
2: I, There's a party in your legal. pants, and no one's invited.
1: Yes.
0: Does that happen before, or after, when Anne we find out Anne is from Michigan, and she and Leslie get into this fight? We're finally someone. It, it's
1: it's all the same scene. It's all the same oh, okay. scene. Like the the the, the, the... Leslie's is holding the pamphlet when she and Anne had that conversation. That's where I saw the title.
0: Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we always, so
2: always skipped over was a, more Tom and Ron, and we're good on that. Other than yeah. Ron saying we're verging on feelings territory,
1: and yep. I enjoy that line. Now back. And then Tom Tom agrees to go buy victory stakes. Yeah. Done. Yeah. Moving on. So yeah. So Leslie and channel. No, sweet. So Katie, Leslie channels <laughs> <it's> you. <laughs> Hey, sir, you're not Leslie Nope,
0: <laughs> are you? Kinda, maybe. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, finally, she calls Anne out for just like fading into whoever she's dating, which is <laughs> five seasons in the making. But I'm glad that we finally got here. Um, well, I
2: like that she tries to give warning and be like, uh, "There's a way out if you don't want this hard truth."
0: Right. Right. Yeah. Um, but it's good, because Anne needs to hear it, because it's getting over-the-top ridiculous, as the cowboy hat indicates. Yes. Um, and also, I know, it's skipping another Tom part, but Marshall Langley does a rap.
1: Yeah, so did y'all ever see the video, Don't Copy That Floppy? It was yes. A, yes. a rap yes. that they showed kids in like the late 80s, early 90s in schools to teach them the evils of copyright infringement by copying software and giving it to your friends. That song that Marshall sings to me was very evocative of don't copy that floppy.
0: There's a lot of like nineties white people trying to rap lessons that like, (laughs) I, I think millennials will be scarred from forever.
2: I mean, it's just always fun. The Office definitely has Michael Scott do this at oh, least once. Like, yes.
1: It's, it's easy, low-hanging fruit humor. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I feel like the extras they hired to play the confused old people in this episode don't get enough credit because they are fantastic throughout <laughs> this. Like, their little looks to each other and the general glazed befuddlement on all their faces.
0: Yes, they were wow. Acting.
1: Yes. Also, it is completely illegal for Leslie to read from that pamphlet at a government event.
2: Yeah, I I wanted to get into this.
1: Um, This
2: is the definition of the violation of church and state, (laughs) and yet somehow the other thing would have gotten her censured?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Also—
1: Jacob, you have to understand, the devil likes to hide in all your nooks and crannies, (laughs) and if you open too wide, he might get out or in. So,
2: yeah, no, that's, I, I'm, I'm not, I don't even know where to go with that. Um, but, uh, I don't, I, I do enjoy when, uh, one of the older women is like, asks for the conduct demonstration again, because she doesn't know where Lou has been. Lou's <laughs> face there is particularly <laughs>
0: amazing. <laughs> uh, Leslie does uh, do the demonstration in violation of the law. I think it's funny that NBC doesn't show it. Like, do you think that was like a purposeful choice? Yeah, I don't
1: know. Maybe. But they do show Leslie throwing condoms into the crowd like it's candy in a parade. That's
0: why I was like, kind of, I don't know. I couldn't figure out if it was just a choice or they just... I don't think they
2: want her rolling it on there. I think standards and practices, probably. Particularly, that would be, co-
1: it would be the only Parks and Rec GIF ever shared on. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. It's true. Like,
0: for, for,
2: particularly with Andy, <laughs> the next shot being Andy having eaten <laughs> one. Banana. Like, I just think. That combination, we had to make choices, and <laughs> I think that's the thing that got left out.
0: All right, I'm just saying it would have been good, but fine. Oh, I agree.
2: <laughs> so Tom wrecked the car, and at this point, like, mm, mm, mm,
1: this something's got to be done. Well... He cut off his pedal foot, and he can't wreck a car.
0: You know. Um, I think that
1: I, I'm only reading what Katie is texting me. Yeah. Like,
0: <laughs> um, he does have to have a hard conversation with Ron, where Ron yes. asks him, "Why do you need to be constantly distracted?" Just like, whew, that's a line. Yeah, yeah,
2: and then we turn into a very special episode yeah, of Parks and Recreation. I, I yeah. like, I hate the resolution of this plotline.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's dumb. Um, I wonder, in twenty twelve, did Ron's question seem more oblique than it does in twenty nineteen? When I very much know why I need to be constantly, distracted? yeah, I don't
0: know, I because tw- I can't really, I don't remember twenty. 20- I mean, I remember 2012, but I don't remember, like...
1: Didn't you get married in 2012?
0: I did. And I took the bar. <laughs> A lot of stuff happened in 2012. I remember it,
2: but, like... You'd been I, married for, like, three or four months at this episode. Yeah, like,
0: what what my online consumption know. was, like, compared to now. Like, it was less, but I couldn't tell you, like, how radically different it was. But, yeah, I mean, I think it was... I think probably when this, when this episode aired... Everybody universally was like, yes, we should be shamed. Like, we should all have face-to-face talks. And I feel like now in 2019, there's sometimes there's more pushback, which is like, you know what? Go fuck yourself. Like, I'm going to look at Twitter on my phone.
1: It's great. You can have face-to-face talks through FaceTime. Like, it's it's time for your face. Like, that's exactly what it is. It's true. Uh, So Leslie has a weird relationship with Chris now. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah, As your best friend.
1: So... This is uh, this is the candidate campaign manager relationship, you know, where there's like, uh,
2: oh, I work for you, you a recursive loop, me. yeah, yeah, a
1: recursive loop of of who's in charge, and nobody can actually quite suss that out.
2: I can fire you, but you tell me what to do.
1: Yeah, um, it makes me wonder exactly why Leslie is allowed to work for the city government while serving on city council.
2: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's a very good question. Uh...
0: I feel like this, not, it doesn't ever get played out, like, in terms of coming to some sort of, like, big plot point. But I feel like we spend a lot of this season sort of in this weird dynamic.
1: Like, I don't think there's ever an episode where Leslie has to vote on something that either would or would not, like increase or cut the budget of the parks department in order to fund a different priority like they never right create, which I, I i would imagine that that would have been a a crisis that she would have faced as a city council member
2: yeah i mean that's just the budget
1: yeah exactly like there's probably not a does, special line item vote does she recuse herself from the budget vote since her salary is in the uh, document i, I she don't think should
2: yeah uh, I what's the point of being on the city council if you have to recuse from the budget folks? <laughs> I know, that's what I'm
0: saying.
2: Then we go back to D.C., and there's another political consultant there.
1: Okay, so is this guy the campaign manager or the chief of staff? Ben is talking to him like he doesn't know him. Right. What is Ben's role here? <laughs> I, I, like...
2: Well, he's the the coordinator of DC operations, Kirk. Were you not paying attention earlier?
1: I understand. (laughs) I should say, what is Ben's portfolio here? Because it doesn't seem clear at all. Yeah, no. Uh, I do love
2: how much this guy loves the candidate. And let's be clear,
1: I would love this candidate too oh, Oh, my God. A robot clockwork candidate is every <laughs> campaign consultant's dream.
2: That's I not would just, my
0: note.
1: only thing different
2: would have stuck a cell phone with a call list for money in front of him in that room where he was sitting alone, but like, my God, a candidate who just does what he's told. Oh, man. Like, I mean, uh, I think we all, we all felt a little dream inside.
1: That's the dream, man. It's the dream. <laughs> oh. He does give a good reading too.
0: Yeah. No, he is. He's the perfect candidate. Yep. Um, Leslie goes on purred because she was selected <laughs> to lead, not to follow. Okay, uh, I got. Yeah,
2: I got things to get into. Here. Okay, go ahead. So, so Leslie's been censured. Um, I think she's got a clear and obvious plan she should do here. When you're censured she should go on and announce that she has a cure for cancer because that is clearly the only play when a politician has been censured. No, no one no, no. else with discuss, me on the deep cut? Okay,
1: fine. They should discuss announcing that she has a cure for cancer but then decide to cut that from her remarks at the last minute. But still, the speechwriter can use that to pick up a woman later in the evening. Who is his former fiance? Yeah, I don't remember all the details. I'm just saying.
2: Okay, good. Somebody got what I was putting down. Thank you.
1: Yeah. What Uh, does a censure mean? It means I've formally been disciplined for breaking the law. Well, you know what they say. You break it, you buy it. That doesn't really apply here.
0: Also, (laughs) what did Pern do in a Pier 1? Because I...
2: (laughs) Katie would definitely watch the web episode about Perd at the
1: pure one.
0: Oh my god, a hundred percent, yes.
1: <laughs> the story about this shelf is I knocked it over.
0: I I really need more information. Uh, I love
2: the I love the new segment title. Are you, are you there, there, perverts? It's me, purd, hosting a new segment.
0: Yeah, definitely. This is, this is the episode where P.E.R.D. <laughs> becomes P.E.R.D., for sure.
1: Wow. Strong words from a woman who is trying to pin a piece of paper <laughs> to her blazer. <laughs>
0: um, So then, as we've already discussed, no one is excited about, Ron gives Tom a book on auto repair. And he's going to help him fix his car. Which, like, you cannot learn how to fix a car by just reading a textbook on auto repair. Like, absolutely not.
1: Not one that also appeared to be several decades out of date. Yes.
0: Now, I do like calling members of the bench feeble government employees in a robe. I am there for that. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully, no one will listen to this podcast and it will not come back to bite me in the ass. But
1: I also... she, meant, she meant your honor. That's what she meant to say.
2: <laughs> I do also enjoy the part where he explains to Tom that if he wants to discuss his feelings he should find Leslie because she lives for that crap.
1: <laughs> Katie, yes. I I hope that I haven't offended you, but I put a lot of effort into finding eight prosecutors and criminal judges to put at the table with you and Carter at my wedding. <laughs>
0: Well, your wedding's going to get real interesting. Actually, <laughs> honestly, 3 weeks ago we went to a wedding of a federal prosecutor. It was her wedding and like I was fine. <laughs> <laughs> I have a funny story that I can't tell on the podcast, but I was fine. So, all right. I will I will survive or create a huge scene. Whatever. <laughs>
2: Either way, I'll be there for
0: it. Either way, I got two dates. One of them (laughs) them will keep me in check. And somebody's sharing their cake, so... (laughs) Probably Carter. There, (laughs) There are two cakes. Um... All right. So my general thought about this episode is that I really love a lot of individual moments in this episode. It's kind yeah. of a mess as an episode. Like, the,
2: I, I agree with this take,
0: you know, it, there's not yeah. good structure. It's like all over the place, but the little moments are amazing. Um, that's it. That's yeah. my take.
1: No, I think that, uh, that the Leslie storyline is funny and is handled really well. The Ben storyline is infuriatingly inaccurate, but also funny. And Tom also has a story. Yes. <laughs>
0: and then Ben pretends to be a robot. It's funny. I think my note says that I kind of yes. don't remember yeah. it,
1: but <laughs> that's what my note so, says. <laughs> uh, my, my note is Ben turns into a robot. What the hell is outside their window? Like again, it's not right. <laughs> there's, there's nothing like that in either Pennsylvania Northwest or Southeast. Right. Come on people.
0: Uh yeah. I I'm ready for maybe them not to be in DC anymore.
2: Yeah, yeah. I think we stretched yeah. this past. Right.
0: Like I it's funny to watch um Ben and April interact like they're funny but like we've, we've done it now it's episode four like it's time to put them in some new scenarios
2: I don't really get why they why they're there either like it it uh, did 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 one of them have to be there because they were filming a movie in DC I'm
0: confused but yeah no I know it is kind of weird I had that that thought too like why did they have to separate them out For so long. I I don't know. I don't recall either of them being in a movie around this time, but I'd have to go back and look.
1: Guys, I know exactly why they did this, and it's the next episode.
0: Oh. Well, (laughs) I don't remember what the next episode (laughs) is. Neither do I. (laughs) Okay. I guess we'll.
1: we'll
2: No spoiler. (laughs) (laughs) The spoiler free podcast, because I don't remember what happened. (laughs)
0: Yes. (laughs) It's actually how I prevent from spoiling a lot of things. <laughs> um, okay. Well, if you want to write to us and ask any more questions about the actual logistics of a congressional campaign, you can write to us at icetownclowns at gmail.com. You can go to our Facebook page, facebook.com slash icetownclowns. You can tweet at us at icetownclownpod. Or you can go to our website, www.icetownclowns.com or Google Icetown Clowns, and it'll probably show up too.
1: So I'm going to step off topic here for a second. So sorry right. about that. It's unusual it for is. the show. Um, so we're recording this on October 5th, and this episode will be published on October 24th. And as you are listening to this episode uh, two days later, I'm getting married, Woo! and so I don't know if you're going to get a chance to listen to this before all the rehearsal dinner and wedding and everything happens. But Jason, I know you listen to the podcast quite a bit, and I'm so excited to be marrying you, and I love you very much. Aww. And everyone else, please, I don't know, go watch the episode or something. Leave us a review. Cool. You've been listening to Ice Town
2: Clowns, a cat podcast about parks and recreation. We are at the end of, and that end is now.
0: Those emotions made Jacob so uncomfortable. (laughs) I know, right?
1: (laughs) (laughs) He is a robot.